What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Tiki Tim Mill here. Scott is here. What's going on? And we have the first locked in series of the year. We are locked mm-hmm. in with none other than Miss Siobhan Newsham. How are you Hi doing? Hi, guys. What oh, is wonderful. going on? Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Running for Congress, trying to take over the world. Just Ooh. a little bit of that stuff. Yeah, you have a long, your resume is just long. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the short version that ooh, we put out. Ah, so, that was like five finger scrolls just right here. <laughs> like, that's dope, though. That's dope. What's going um, on, Kid Kaiser? We see you in the chat, man. Shout out to you. Well, Thanks for stopping by, even though you're in the studio working and checking this out at the same time. We appreciate it. Boof. Boof work. He said he's going to have more music for us coming out through the way. Shout out to Descended also for putting us yeah. together. The That's man. the homie. He's a day one. We haven't known each other long, but he's been all in. And doesn't he just have a good spirit about him? I've Amazing. Met, like, I've you met just him love one him. time, and I feel like we've been friends for like seven and a half years. I know. <laughs> he's, been, he's been day one with us as well. Like very, nice. very intricate. Into, yeah, yeah. Making he sure this real... show goes on. Real dude, man, and he supports us. Matter of fact, our guest Monday came from him too. Awesome. Yep. yep. Wow, he, he's booking the whole show. Yeah, I like hey, it. Man, he's working, working. He's working, working. working. <laughs> he's definitely working, working. But shout out to you, you working, working with us. Yes. Working, working yes. with us. Um, so, just real quick with us, we're just more of a music platform, entertainment culture. Um, we feature artists that normally don't have a platform to share their music. Um, so we do if you have five listens to Descendant type of level when you're having 200,000 streams. Uh, we also have a platform where you can do interviews with us as well as share your music videos. Uh, so yeah. we're all for this is this is all this is all you. We are just the platform here for you to announce who you are to the world, what you want to get accomplished, what you like to do. And it's chill. It's nothing. I'm excited. Kikaza say you have beautiful hair. And have Uh-oh. a good night. Wait. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I should have saw it this morning. Like, slid in and out. Slid in and out. Shout out to the guy. <laughs> I'm slide in my hit the end. Hit the in and out. It was like, all right. That's but yes, if y'all didn't know, she is running for Congress for District 15. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's in the yes, Bronx. In the boogie down Bronx. Oh, I have man. been to the Bronx so many times, and I have a fantastic been. time every time I'm in the Bronx. I'm happy to hear that. We get like this extra rough gangster borough thing happening, but it's beautiful. I've always lived here. I love it. Yeah, my whole, my whole family is from New York. Most of them now have moved to other places, but like my core cousins, the ones around my age, they still live in New York. And every time I try to go to the Bronx, um, at least one of them tell me that I'm crazy. And it's so not like that. It's not. I've never been to New York at mm-hmm. all, except for the airport. Like, really. <laughs> Oh wow, where are you? Huh? Where are you? I'm in Atlanta now. Okay. Um, but I've only been to Well, don't feel bad. When I was in Atlanta, I went down for Stephen Reed, uh, and then went over to Alabama and I really just saw like the airport in my hotel when I was in ATL. Like I haven't enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You was right on the line in Alabama. Yeah, we drove from there. I flew What's... in and I was at the window right there. Oh, you saw a lot down there in Alabama, didn't you? <laughs> different down and <laughs> the people were nice the people were nice I said different, different. <laughs> so so let us know about your your journey to to becoming yeah what were the a candidate yeah, yeah like, like give us some some background um, 
it's weird when I look back over my resume because I do look at it from time to time so I can appreciate my journey and where I came from. I feel like everything has led me up to this movement. Um, talk about student government, getting involved in Bronx public schools. I started from there uh, by the time I was 17 and in college, um, I'm gonna sound so old, but um, John Kerry was running against uh, George Bush and I got really pissed off. So I got on a bus <laughs> and I went to like DC, I'm not sorry, not DC, uh, Pennsylvania, which is a battleground place and I canvassed for him and I was doing voters registration, which is a huge part of the campaign trio here in the Bronx. And then after that, stayed politically engaged, started grassroots funding for Barack Obama because I knew he was going to win. Once I saw that DNC speech, uh, I felt it in my spirit. Right. I'm like, this man's going to be president. <laughs> so once he, once he announced, we started doing really cool fundraisers. Like I'm talking about like hip hop crowd, like parties where 50 Cent couldn't get in because it was just what? crazy. Not your, not, your, not your typical political fundraiser. Uh, ball players would be there. It would just be fun. And his grassroots people, like they took notice, like his fundraising team. And they invited me when I was at Howard to be a part of his uh, presidential inaugural committee. So once he was elected, I was officially like working for him for that short time, building out the party of the century. Um, then became a financial, did some consulting work because it was the middle of the Great Recession. So you had to learn how to eat. There were no jobs yeah, available in America. So and shout out to some people that were just graduating then too that thought they was going to yeah, get eighty thousand dollar jobs. I, I was one of those people. So, <laughs> hi. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> good, to, good to meet you. So um, I, I was just consulting, and then I just went up being a financial advisor. I finally got to put that econ degree to work, uh, just helping families, mostly black and brown families, create generational wealth, small business plans. Uh, after I left that, because I, in the middle of doing that financial stuff, I know it's a stretch, but I co-founded Black Lives Matter Greater New York. And I was just I like, just, hey, I just started. No, she's just throwing out everything here. I did this and I did that. Playing with the money. I ain't like, I ain't like the presidential candidate, so I put my like, foot down. Through a bank, fifty couldn't get in. You scared past life. Right. I had, I had, I had, I had game in there, so I couldn't let fifty in. I became a little yeah. reeking uh, financial advisor since the summertime. <laughs> How do you like it? <laughs> I wait for it every Monday. Right, I mean, every, Monday every Monday I do my money making Mondays. The, and like the if hood version. When it hit Monday, get like three of them threads mm. but it'd be helpful though it's good though no i was full time like on the oh. grind like calling people up begging begging people to let me help them it's weird it kind of feels like running for office like please let me help you that so, is interesting yeah. so how so I when you're trying to find go ahead i'm sorry i just got it just because that was that threw me off so how did you like how did that concept of like fundraising politics and hip-hop yeah because well, you're not, from like you're from the I'm about to say you're from home yeah mm-hmm. you're home from so that you the that's South in Bronx, yeah, the yeah, South yeah. South Bronx um so I can't think like I know people have these moments and these favorite songs I was born in the 80s so as soon as I could like understand and knew what music was it was nothing but hip hop so it's a part of my culture like on tired long days I listen to Jeezy oh. so I feel like I'm whipping up the campaign yeah whipping up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and yeah, so it's just who I am. Like hip hop is just a part of me. I don't remember a time when it wasn't. So it's just influential. And then watching hip hop grow, now we have like billionaires in hip hop and everyone's like right. investments. So I guess I was that hip hop kid who like listen to music on the block and now I'm trying to change the world. Yeah. So like, well, how did you get the attention of Barack Obama's campaign camp? Just by uh, we reached out to them, like, hey, we want to do some fundraising. They sent over some materials, and it was just going well, and we kept in constant contact. We were raising funds, mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, um, you're going to be down in D.C. Do you want to be a part of the presidential inaugural committee? That must be It, it just dope. happened. Oh, it was beyond dope. It was, it was yeah, like, I wow, being in a room. It was so, and then I had, like, this, I'm not name-dropping, I'm not posting, but I had, like, this all-access pass mm-hmm. to all the balls, right? So it's like, you're in there, Stevie Wonder's playing on the piano in one room. Then you got Beyonce. <laughs> then it's, yeah. like, J-Lo. Then Tyra <laughs> Banks is, like, walking around. And I'm, like, how are you? I'm looking around, like, wow. Like, Tyra just walked past me. Diplomats. It was just, wow. You saw diplomats Stevie Wonder. You and the diplomats the in the piano. same room. In Could you imagine room, that? It was like Vanessa Gibson, not Vanessa Gibson, Vanessa Williams is announcing like Stevie Wonder at the neighborhood ball. Vanessa like, Williams. Was what was the like, food like? You know, Cheese so and crumpets. That, that night was so crazy working. It was just like a natural high. I don't even think I ate. I think wow, I was just I so excited eat. to be in the room that I didn't even eat. I think I forgot. I think I know I ate in the hotel. Mm-hmm. They like got us a hotel and stuff, even though Howard wasn't that you far know, they away. They put us up and party with you know, <laughs> It was across like... the street because city was the, the city was shut down. It wasn't that cool, but the city was shut down. So I was in the hotel across from the convention center and yeah, I ate like hotel food because I forgot to eat. I was so excited. That's yeah. crazy that all those people were in one room. I was starstruck, like just like, wow. Yeah, I would have been too. My mouth was open the whole night. Yeah, I would have done that. So, how how did you end up being in Howard then? Okay, so I worked through school. Like my family's typical Bronx story. I don't play the struggle Olympics, but we Mm -hmm. had like a Bronx (laughs) bank account. Um, So I worked while in college, and I helped take care of my father, who was really ill at the time. And I was at a law firm, and I was like being a whole adult when I didn't want to be, mm-hmm. if that sounds right. Like, I was, mm-hmm. like, going to work and going to school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I want a dorm. I want to know what it feels like to kind of be, like, a college kid for a little well, bit. Exactly so I sent in, yeah, so I sent an application to start, like, for the summer program. And Howard was like, cool, come on down. I literally packed up my stuff with a couple hundred dollars in my savings account mm-hmm. and hauled my stuff to D.C. and moved into the dorms. And that is truly the mecca. It's, mm-hmm. I think that every black person, even for a semester, every brown person should experience this. You know that mentality if they perpetuate that whole crab in a barrel thing, that is non-existent there. Black people you never met, like welcome to my car, let me give you a $300 textbook. Oh mm-hmm. wow, you need to study for your test, I'll come to your room and help you. Like it's black utopia. How so Shout so out what is HU. the difference between that and just being in school and, and, and why? Um, and then why um, I never really got to be a student. Mm-hmm. Like I did the work, of course, the yeah. course load, but it was yeah. always like rushing from some nine to five to yeah. Florida University. HBC, you gave you yeah. an experience of college. The experience. Yeah. And then it's nothing like, like it. It's nothing like it. And then nothing like your like professors it. are black. And just like, ex, like say being from the Bronx, I didn't really know wealthy black people. I knew they existed. Mm-hmm. Like I watched the Cosby show, but I'm meeting people, <laughs> meeting people who's like, yeah, my grandfather's a doctor and my dad's a doctor and my mom's a college professor. I saw a side of our people that I never experienced before. No, you see, you see people of color in every position. That was the part that tripped me out too. I went to Winston State. I had to do that because you said how. And, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> drop it, HBCU. I, I had to drop to. it. But um, that was the biggest thing for me too, just seeing like from the top to bottom, left to right, we was in position. People were really making moves. It's like, oh, we can do this. Yeah, like, it's this inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody from Power had hustle. Like HBCU teaches you to hustle. Like if I go through the people who I went to school with, they are doing major things. Like they're running municipalities. They're PhDs. They they're right. lawyers. But like, no, they're like really <laughs> impressive. They all, when I look at my Facebook school, I'm like, Bonnie, that's my nickname, Bonnie. I'm like, you got to step your game up when I watch them. Absolutely. Shoot, now with the resume that you just ran down. This is not even the whole thing. I know. Now. Like, what, what about how did you co-found Black Lives yeah, Matter, Greater out? NY? Oh, okay. Well, okay, I'd always been fighting on the ground. Like, activism's always been a core. Uh, funny story, my parents met in the Bronx at Roosevelt High School where they were protesting. Mom, my dad as he called my mom out of the window yep. at Roosevelt mm-hmm. High School. They were protesting for, <laughs> no lie, they were protesting to have black history taught in their school by black teachers. So uh, protesting and being aware has always been in my blood. So say when Sean Bell <coughs> was murdered, um, he took to the streets, me and my brother. Uh, I'm, what else? Trayvon Martin really yeah. galvanized the movement. Um, we shut down the Brooklyn Bridge for that. And we started this campaign during the 2016 elections where it was, I ain't voting until Black Lives Matter. Um, we realized that no one cared about like black people when it came to policy. People just tell us to vote down the line and they come to our churches and they clap off beat and no one addresses us with real policy issues. So when we came back off of that, I ain't voting until Black Lives Matter, we decided, hey, we need to activate here. We need like a coalition of people. We need to begin a movement. Like it's great to go and join these protests, but what work are we doing when it's not a protest? So me and my brother co-founded that. Uh, there was already a Black Lives Matter NYC here, but we just didn't feel like no shade, but we just didn't feel like the work was sufficient. So we started Black Lives Matter Greater New York. Okay, so it's a separate. Each one of these uh, are separate from each other. No, there's other. a global. We just it's a global. It's like a chapter. It, like there was a chapter. We decided not to to run with a chapter. We uh, are a separate entity. We uh, are okay, a democracy. Okay, okay. Like our members vote. We we decide on things that we're going to do as a collective, but we did not join global. I respect all the work they're doing. I love how they were founded and created, but we are not a part of the global network. No. Gotcha. That's dope because that shows that I, I think in our community, we have an issue of things coexisting, even though things might be different. So I think that's a major key to see that, you know, on that level. Because I, that's a that's definitely an issue with us. Uh, he's better than me. He's trash. Like, yeah, nah, he's good too. <laughs> like, no, like I don't have to so. hit on the next person to shine. Right, like, right, no. right. And we're all fighting the good fight. Right, that's the right, thing. right. And our right, coalition right. Is branched off into a bunch of other things in terms of Black Lives Caucus, which is our political arm, and we were the first to endorse Alexandria Casio Cortez, kind of when she was like in the position I am, like where you're struggling to get a platform, you're struggling for people to know you. We sat down with her. We also endorsed uh, Tiffany Caban, who had a good run here. Ah, uh, yeah. So we've made some waves. Man, you know the AOC too. Man, jeez, holy smokes. She is not my homie. I don't text her like that. We totally met during the endorsement Definitely process. have a chat. Stop playing. Right. I'm about to I'm say everybody from the Bronx know each other. You know Jesus and Meryl too? <laughs> I know everybody. They're cousins. They play cousins. We play Campbell together. That's what we do. Yeah. So would you tie to so many different things from the grassroots to starting an organization to being bred from this from your parents? Mm-hmm. Like what? Like how do you 
combine that into a campaign like what is like i can't ask you like what is the one thing you focus on but how do you have that much focus for everything that you are passionate about because it's spread one would say you'll be spread too thin but it seems like that you know since you're passionate that you're able to carry all that um, thing about Black Lives Matter, what a lot of people don't know, Black Lives Matter, Greater New York, is we fought on a variety of issues. So say immigration, housing justice, uh, our youth coalition, that's like the kid-ran organization. We participated in the historic human, uh, what is it, the youth climate strike. We uh, go into Congress and pass meaningful legislation. That is all of the activism just kind of like with the Coming tunnel, tunnel. Yeah, Coming, yeah, 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 yeah it's just like instead of okay i'm over here protesting for that or oh i'm lobbying with these politicians to get this it's no we'll, we'll have real justice we'll have real power mm -hmm. instead of fighting on the front lines no i can draft a bill to stop it to stop police brutality i could draft draft mm -hmm. a bill to have like the green new deal so people in the bronx no longer have like asthma alley like mm -hmm. and living in environmental injustice now i can pass a uh, universal basic income is also something that i believe in i know yang uh he just dropped out of the race but that is still a major part of my platform because this is the poorest congressional district in the nation that i'm fighting for that's dope that is dope that is dope it's like a full service yeah, you full service like, activist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Someone to like sign a bill. Because right. before, like when you're an activist and you're organized and all the things I named that I did, we would try to get politicians to work with us, like reach out to their offices. Of course, they like to stand with us when it's election season or stand behind our cool mm -hmm. red, black, and green banner. But when it came down to really drafting a bill to help black people, to help brown people, um, people would go MIA. And I got tired of begging. So, yeah, it's like, hey, I'll be the politician. You know what? Yeah, I'll ask the one myself. I was about to ask, do you think that since you have probably our generation, which is our generation, is kind of important right now when it comes to voting, that you probably have right. the upper hand in comparison to the older people that still kind of have the older ways that are running? You still know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and they I'm still in the look streets. That's what I don't think that people <laughs> right. understand. <laughs> right. Like, right. I'm on the ground and I'm in the street and I have my ear to and I totally respect my elders. Um, I go to them for counsel because when I hear a lot of things, like say I was sitting down with a former Black Panther on Friday, and he was talking about what was going on, extension, the issues that were happening with like Huey and all these other important figures. Nothing's really changed. Mm -hmm. I, I know our clothes have changed, our technology's changed, but Black people have been fighting the same issues since we were like freed. Mm -hmm. um, nothing's like the yeah, our music's different, but we still have the same problems, and it's time to stop that. I shouldn't be the first Black woman to win this seat. Like we should be at the point where we're past first. So. Right. Um, and cool. older people kind of dig me. Like the old people kind of like me, and I know they always go to the polls, so mm -hmm. I'm banking on them too. <laughs> <laughs> Work on both sides. Got to. Everyone's included. Like my yeah, campaign yeah, yeah. is just for all marginalized people. It's not, hey, she's just over here for the black people. She's just over here for millennials and generation that no, we're all in the same hoods. We're we all have the same similar bank accounts. Right. We're in the same poverty. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I am trying to represent everyone who's like been marginalized by this capitalist and white supremacy system. Yeah, you you <laughs> You said, you said the shit out of that. Nah, <laughs> now, one of the things that interested me when I was doing my research was that you... I know you guys did do a lot of research. I was like, wow, most people just bring me on. I mean, you know, <laughs> no, 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 no way. No, what interested me was uh, how you negotiate for health care and local pharmacies. How do you do that, though? What do you say, like, not nah, it's too kids. much, bro. I got $25 and a couple quarters. <laughs> 
You gonna take it or leave it? Um. Oh well, I, you can't really be that gangster when you're bargaining <laughs> for your father's heart medicine, right? Because you gotta, you have to like pull the pharmacist to the side, like. Hey, I can only buy like this week. Like you see what medicine is, you see mm-hmm. the need of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew my. We only went to one pharmacy, um, and they work with me. Actually, they'd be like, "Here, here's a week and a half," or they feel bad and throwing a couple complementary pills. Like they they knew my family struggle, and my father was gravely ill. Mm-hmm. And at like thirteen and twelve, like a twelve year old should not have to negotiate for medicine. Like no. in America, but you got like think that's about not it. something you... I shouldn't have went through. I know it prepared me for what I'm doing now, but I don't want to prepare another kid. So like you that. basically pressed the drug dealer. Her talk game is block. strong. <laughs> and like, I'm from the Bronx. These skills you learn by the time you're in the fifth grade. Hey, yo, you gotta, you gotta talk cut these prices. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like I, I can't do a. Oh God! I was gonna say a brick on radio. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're talking about bricks all, all the time. All the time on this show. Quarter brick, half a brick, whole so, brick. So, hey. Yeah, I couldn't do the whole brick, so I had to get a little bit of it. Oh God! Hey, Cassandra, brother. Just my I Never mean, again. You gonna go back to descending? Like, why'd you set me up? Why? 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 Like, I got too comfortable. Oh Lord. <laughs> That's real though, because I had a situation couple months ago mm-hmm. and I'm telling you when that itemized bill come out and before that insurance hit that was that was a real thing so that's yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah, it's it's real and we can have single single payer medicare for all other industrialized nations have these things it would actually save people money okay the big pharmas and like insurance companies wouldn't profit but it's no reason people should be dying because they can't afford insulin in America it's it's yeah. it's really not that hard to change the system. My friend, he's a a diabetic, and he has to take insulin, and he has to make sure he keeps a job so that he has insurance just mm-hmm. to pay for the insulin so he can live. You remember yeah. that dude that kept jacking up the price of that one medicine? Yeah, yeah, they sent him to jail. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think yeah, it was yeah. like the HIV or something medicine something. or something like. I know yeah, exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yep. Was it Scanelli or something like that? He had bought the Wu Tang album and all that. The Wu Tang album. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Martin Scanelli or something like that. I remember. Yeah, you go. Good job. Look at you. Yeah. It's too late in the evening for me. I usually, it's a little late. So, yeah. Another thing, too, for those who don't know the $50 billion challenge, explain that. I was gonna ask that. Uh, the fifty billion dollar challenge was something. Bees, bees, not M's. Bees, sorry. Big B. Yeah, that's a billion. That's a big B. That uh, <laughs> what was happening? What was happening with that was uh, it was just to close the generational wealth gap. Uh, meaning that if you look at current statistics, black families either have like zero wealth or negative wealth, as opposed to white families having like $150,000 mm-hmm. in savings. So that's why that was created, just to kind of level the playing field. And it was done through life insurance. What people don't know is a lot of cultures have used life insurance to become wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, say it, it's unfortunate, we hate when people pass, but when someone dies, $100,000. $250,000 or a million dollars can change a whole family's history and whole family's legacy. Like if you look at Master P's story, going throwback, that $10,000 little small life insurance policy probably cost his grandfather pennies, changed his whole life. He invested it. So that's what it did. It was just focusing on us. So we wouldn't also not only have the GoFundMe fish fries when someone passes, but to create like a long-standing legacy for people's families. So not only are you campaigning for all this, you are also teaching 
financial literacy. Yes. I was. So I was in there. three and a half, four years. I absolutely was. College Coach Savage hands. said you're dropping gems in the chat. Yeah. Big, college big gems. College Gucci gems. Gucci, Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like college savings plans, um, retirement plans for small business owners. Because people don't understand about small business owners. They usually don't have very much in savings. And they are the backbone of our economy. Mm-hmm. Like 65% if you want to boost the area. And we really need to make it easier minority people to have small businesses we need to subsidize commercial spaces and make because i speak to the people who own businesses who are black people and it's very hard for them to get a loan and to get resources but the thing about they're working every day to feed their business they never plan for retirement they think mm-hmm. oh my business is something but now on a major city uh retail is dead i hate to say it mm-hmm. uh e-commerce is where it's at mm-hmm. not even that it's e-commerce where people buy on mobile so these people who are planning to retire on business if they didn't sit down with they're kind of in a tough place right now they don't retirement well i used to create retirement plans as well yeah that's one of the things on my financial advisor journey that i've definitely learned (laughs) savings account people don't have retirement people don't even have a thousand dollars for emergency fund it's uh most americans don't have four hundred dollars yeah. In case there's an emergency. Like if something happens, they don't have four hundred dollars available. I usually about seventy five percent of people are living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. And not everyone's below the poverty I sit down with people on a personal level, like, hey, I do your you know this, you do your whole financial planning thing. Um, it would be weird that like people made six figures and they were living paycheck to paycheck. Because the thing is, like, and this is all people, not just black people, like the more money we bills we get so people mm-hmm. have like nothing to back on. it's called a uh, lifestyle creep <laughs> okay okay lifestyle creep you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally gonna act like i created it right thank you for that <laughs> that's, that's we just learned nothing Even in public school yeah absolutely nothing <laughs> and that's what that's what i'm working on right now because i don't feel i have to wait to get to office to affect change i've been trying to and have been affecting change my whole life so right now i'm partnering with who writes baby books on banking and it's like yeah it's like little pictures but what happens is kids take it home and their parents come back and ask the teacher about starting a checking account because people in the hood use check cashing yeah uh teaching financial literacy like from every don't get blocked don't let me say it again okay well someone's hating on me are, are yeah. they are they shading me yeah go ahead I love them. That means I'm doing something right. I love Ooh, you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so shout out to the haters. But um, yeah, it's just starting it from a very early age. You shouldn't have to learn about checkings and savings and financial literacy in college after you've already maxed out in your credit. Yeah. Right. What do you, quick question, side question. Home banking, do you believe in that? That's been kind of a popular... Um, I, I haven't done much research on home banking. Like that is not my expertise. I'm not afraid to say things that I don't know. I think we should keep money in our community. I do believe that during um, segregation, we did keep money in the black community. I feel like mm-hmm. we can invest in our own. We're the only community who does not spend money in its community. So, uh, there's a question in the chat from Coach Savage. Uh, he was hey, asking if we discussed Jay Z 100 million dollars towards criminal injustice. Mm, my man. Well, How are you? <laughs> will, we, will we like to know about it? Will we talk about it? About yeah, I what guess. Hope's doing with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really like, well, first, I know that he had partnered with the NFL, which I am still boycotting. Um, I know that they were doing 
criminal justice reform and Meek Mill was involved in it. That's my only capacity on that. Any any work towards I'm losing my gift. Um, <laughs> any work towards justice and change, I'm all here for it. I think we do need more people stepping forward for criminal justice reform. No, I'm with you on that. Anybody that's trying to at least make some type of step. I have no hate on someone who's doing the work. Like, if you are doing the work, how can I assist you? Or how can I stay out of your way? Like, yeah, if I can't help you, how can I stay out of your way? Have you ran into any situations where, like, before you met them or came in contact with them and you thought they were really about the causes they speak on and then when you met them, it was on some, like, yeah, this is just all a, a facade. Like, mm-hmm. have you ran into that? I'm sure you um, have. You don't have to say act- anything. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to answer the question activism for? <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, activism world is just like anything else. Of course, people have egos. Um, personally, no. I guess I give off this vibe that I'm all about my business because I usually am. I usually, have, I usually have, yeah. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, I was on Cop Watch America um, to plug my old show. I was on Cop Watch America BT where I highlighted. Show? Yes, I was on that show. Time out, yo. Time out. <laughs> Did you see TV show in the bio? I didn't see TV show in the bio. Oh, I didn't throw that in there. I'm sorry. Randy, <laughs> I didn't have I, I, I I that up. My fault. I used to have a little radio show, too, but we're not going to name drop that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> what, what don't you do? Right. No. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't become a congressman yet. That's what that. that's hey, that's we weird. You, we're going to make sure we get on your way somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but um, just in terms of that. activism, I think that everyone should just keep fighting the good fight. I think that everyone should do what they do. And I, I try not to see people in a personal like when they're moving in these spaces because I don't want it to taint my. I don't. I like who you are as an activist. I like that image you put out into the media. I love it. And I don't want to know you. I just want to know the amazing work you do. That's dope. Now, I know that That's you dope. were talking about Jeezy earlier and how you feel like you was working in the kitchen, but how has music in general just influenced? Um, see, I remember the time when we had like the Sister Soldiers and Queen Latifah and NWA, because <clears throat> you know, F the police kind of big right now. So, FTP, Dead Presidents, absolutely. Um, yeah, all these things have shaped it. And I think hip hop kind of let people know. And I know people talk about the bling and all that, but I think it let a whole community know that wealth is possible mm-hmm. in our generation. It let us know that we could get the Bentley, could buy the big homes. Like, we could strive for more. I, I think that hip hop showed us that we can do almost anything. Like, to come from these struggles and just wealth and mass amount of success and creations, I think hip hop is absolutely inspirational. Yeah. It definitely helps you yeah. too. And we saw times. we our generation saw the the big changes. Like we saw like Wu Tang extra grimy, right? And, like Method Man is acting, yeah, and he's yeah. a good actor. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, like Fifty so. Cent getting all shot up and selling mixtapes out of his car, and now true. how many TV shows he has happening and right. books and like turning quarter water into millions. Yeah. yeah. What do you? This is another side question because it just happened. I like the what side you, questions. What's up? How do you like? You, did you see the thing about LeBron sending all those those kids oh, to school yeah. today? Yeah, honestly, that was that's always been like mine to open up a school because my nephew has like autism and here in the Bronx we don't have um, facilities for him, so like you have to go to Manhattan. Yeah, that's like really, like inspirational. Plus, LeBron James was like, I have never met him, but he's like one day. Old. Me, so I'm, I'm sure really, he'll be at I, one I'm of your su- I'm su- no, no. I, I hope so. I hope so one day. I, that would be really amazing. But um, yeah, everyone should. And the free college tuition. Um, right. That's part of my platform. 
tuition. NYU did it for their medical school. Uh, I think most recent starting class. I just think he's amazing. And I think that that's where wealth is, like wealth redistribution. I don't hate people who become wealthy, but I do believe that you should give back. And what LeBron's doing with the wealth he's attained is what wealthy people should do. I think it's amazing. Yeah, LeBron has done everything he said he's going to do. And this school transition has happened really quick. They was hating on the school when it came out. Mm -hmm. Now in the first class, I think this is the first class leaving. Yeah. And now they all got a free scholarship to go to school. Like that's that's what more could you ask for? Like I just think it somebody's gonna find team. something. We ain't get no of shoes course. though. You just oh, can't yeah. you have to drown out hate. You just have to listen to love. Like congratulations to that man. I think that's dope. What are what are pretty much like your plan of action, of course, if you are and brought into office or what are you really projecting as your goals to change the Bronx? Uh, universal basic income, which is a guaranteed income of a thousand dollars to every person over the age of 18, because my district is the poorest congressional district in the entire nation, not just in New York City. So that means that we're bringing about 520 million into my borough every single month. Mm -hmm. And that will be a huge game changer. It would create more small businesses. I went around and I my community uh so it would cut expenses going back to medicine people kids will no longer have to negotiate for medicine mm -hmm. uh it'll help pay like your rent and have these subsidies and next criminal justice reform of course um introducing uh a legislation where never have a regard kind of situation never have a deborah danner she was a mentally ill woman here so before we petition for me and the rest of my organization in front of the district attorney's office for 30 days and a freezing like being the grand jury but if cops uh harm someone i feel like it is a felon and they should face like real federal time for that oh, yeah. i won't have to go back to D and shut down the doj like last summer for eric gardner shut I feel it like down. We have, <laughs> yeah that oh do you protest that's a that's a big one if we don't get it shut it down to make me go grab a bullhorn um, <laughs> uh, so we have ubi we have we have ubi we have uh criminal justice reform and absolutely affordable housing when people think about affordable housing they only think about the bronx or places like inner cities but it's happening in rural communities as well uh, when developers go and build housing, um, it's up to legislation to sign off on it. Like your elected officials, if you have no affordable housing community and people are getting evicted, it's because of the people who elected into office. Mm -hmm. I just took a trip out to East New York and I saw blocks and blocks of beautiful buildings and homes being built. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They're all below market value. They fit the median income of the people who live in East New York. So I want to do that around the nation. I, I want to put restrictions on developers on what they can build and it has to meet the income requirement of the area they're building in. Coach Savage says you're the real deal right now. Hey, Coach Savage. I was going to ask you... Um, since I've been in New York pretty much all of my life in and out, just being from Virginia and then just driving there, being there last year or maybe the year before last, it feels way safer than it was before. Is gentrification hit the Bronx at all? I know it's coming uh, that way. This is the last last frontier yeah. mm -hmm. of the five boroughs. Uh, Brooklyn has just been saturated. People cannot afford to live there. Harlem is, like, yeah, Brooklyn is Manhattan right now. Uh, we see the high rises. Up. We see it happening. Mm -hmm. uh, the person who's running against me is taking millions of dollars. Like they're smoking and fundraising, and all their money is 
real estate developer. So if he is by chance, I'm not elected and he wins, uh, gentrification will be super real. Like right now in the South South, I live in the shadow of like Yankee Stadium. We like in its courthouse. Say people just used to come here. Well, got like lawyers to defend someone in court. We're going to a Yankee game, and now we have things like Chipotle and Starbucks, yeah. and our neighbors yeah, are, don't Starbucks have as much. Come, it's over. Yeah, our neighbors don't have as much then as they used to. Um, they're, they're, yeah, so it, it's happening here. I want to fight it all, and I want to build space. I, the city shouldn't look nice and push out the people who suffered through crack generation. Yeah, who was right. here? Like when I went to right. school, it would literally be like crack files playground like it would be stray dogs and burnt out buildings in the Bronx growing up here so now that it's looking all new and shiny um, I think the people who who've endured should have first preference on housing yeah right. on the nice cities yeah I remember going to visit my cousins and my aunts and uncles and when they lived in Brooklyn and they lived in brownstones and stuff like that now just hearing how much they are to own one is insane and they're still trying to um, I I believe some people out in Brooklyn, they've just been trying to fight that off because elderly people are actually a prey for that. They're trying to get to sell off their homes. Mm -hmm. So there, there's a fight happening here and keep people in those brownstones. You offer me $2 million for my basement apartment, you can have it. Take it. Um, well, I actually have uh, my, my guy like he bought them, he bought two brownstones when Harlem was so pretty bad and he literally sold one and kept the other one and was able to like retire in Nevada on like a ranch Crazy. so yeah he sold for like and he got them when they were practically like begging people to buy property and give it away he got it for like pennies on the dollar just a regular worker not independent he just yeah yeah so this is not even this is not even like a campaign for Unison like this is like I'm fighting for where I'm from and the people I know that live here and came. This That's is more it. this is it. This it's is a the deeper yeah, it's not it, just it's, like I'm trying to get a chair, like nah, this like I'm fighting for my home. Like this is Yeah, I'm putting the Bronx on my back. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just this is us. It's a move. I feel weird saying campaign because everyone we talked about descendant before people literally join like this feels no different than starting up my starting organization. And it's about us having a I know I'll be the name on the but no, I'm the people's voice. Like I wake up every single morning and I hit train stations and I talk to people and I ask them what's important. And that's how my policy developed. So this is fighting for all the people. It's so much bigger than me. Yeah, you just want to be the, you want to have the platform for the people to speak. Yeah, I want us to have a platform because yep. I feel like it's a us, mm -hmm. me. Yep. And it's weird, like running for office, I feel like we did this and we did that. And people who didn't understand like organizing and mm -hmm. activists, they'll be like, well, what did you do? It's just, I speak in terms of a collective. So we are going to do something. Right, we yeah. as in the community. Like we're, get, we're getting elected, yeah. So when you get, like, when you get up, this is another side question. When you get up, like this morning, you was like, yeah, this day to How many side questions do you have? I'm like, All of them. <laughs> I'm like four low key. I mean, I'm sorry, but um, I'm <laughs> it's nothing crazy. It's nothing crazy. So, like, when you got one of these long days and you got to hit the ground, like, what what are you listening to when you're like getting ready? Um, like, I know you said Jeezy, but like, it depends today, on the instance. day. It depends on the day. Um, today it started off like, say, if I'm angry and I'm really mad and I'm really tired and things are going crazy, so it's Jeezy because I have to be a little angry. I have mm -hmm. to feel like I'm hitting the block. Um, if I'm trying to prove everybody wrong, because like, like let's be real, I'm a black woman running and my district is seven percent Latinx. Mm -hmm. I listen to whole. Oh, you like, say Latinx too? Holy smokes! That's got to be only a New York thing. 
This I'm is the second person that has it, told it, me it's, Latinx. It's, 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 the, it's the new way to say it. It's the most correct I, way I to say it now. So I've been told. Latinx. It, co- it covers, yeah. It just identify covers myself everyone. as Latinx. <laughs> I'm not going there with you. I'm just I reeking, not, right? Like, like the, I, Latinx, I what does that even mean? <laughs> I, I can say it. That, <laughs> I can say, I can't it. say it. Because no, <laughs> Rock's trying to tell me, he's like, nah, you Latinx now. I'm like, I don't know whether I need to backhand you right now or where you trying and to go with this. Is all he it's tried to break like it down to me. Yeah. He asks all of his Where are you from? Where are you? I'm from Virginia. Oh, but I'm talking about your ancestry. Because you oh, said Puerto Rico. Tonight. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people in Puerto Rico. I was just fighting a good fight with... Um, Puerto Rican organizations here in New York. They're kind of like a Puerto Rican Black Lives Matter. They're super gangster. They the people with white and the, the white and the uh white and the they black flags. Yeah, Stop like they, they're gangster gangster. Stop um so yeah. Stop. So I, I just I just want us to come together. Yeah. No, that's that's crazy. Latinx. You have so much to say. Bruh, I hope I everyone could. can see your face. Yo. Because it's like I'm just I, I I feel like we need a whole nother side conversation. We do need to talk like, about this, this Latinx thing. Air. How are you yeah, gonna tell me what I need to be identified as? You gonna put me in a well, Latinx? Oh, that's what I was gonna say. A lot of people um are say Afro Latino. Mm-hmm. Afro Latino is also really popular. Yeah, I understand that part. It's always been separated mm-hmm. like that, but Latinx now, the proper way of saying black, white, Hispanic. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not engaging. What? I have another cloak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more question from Coach Savage. He wants to know where everybody's moving to if they can't afford it in New York. Good question. Dang, Savage, you work for CNN too? <laughs> I know. That. Savage, we're going to have to bring him on. Just, just droop, drop him on it. Um. Yeah, I know. I, I, I actually, I really don't know where people are migrating. Yeah, so I know a lot of people move to Florida. A lot of my friends move to Atlanta, but this is micro, like macro. I haven't researched. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the history of our people in New York City, we started at Wall Street, and we all know the terrible history of that. Mm-hmm. And then we've just been kind of getting pushed up. So I, I really don't know where everyone's migrating. On the micro, like people being. ATL. People are moving to Florida. They're moving to Charlotte. I got quite a few people down there. Charlotte is booming. And it's been like, yeah, it's a big booming city. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I left this past weekend, like, y'all had real legit traffic. I was upset. Yeah, no, it's this. Yeah, it's starting to get quite a lot. It's like legit Mm -hmm. traffic. And I was very upset. And I called out. But, um, (laughs) because down here, we go out to the different, we push out to the counties more down here. But we could still drive to work, but y'all are a little different in, yeah. in the real cities. So that's that was a good question. So that's another thing about my borough. I actually don't want people to have to leave to have a full right. jobs. Like right. I've been sitting down with the unions and talking, like, what's the issues in your your union? Like, oh, when they're in the Bronx, the pay is low. Or people who want their kids to have a quality education can't walk down block and take their kids to school. They have to get on a train in 30, 40 minutes to take their kids to school to go to their job inside of Manhattan. Um, my whole thing is I want to streamline the Bronx. Like, I'm sure you guys know systemic oppression and how it's designed to keep people in poverty. Mm-hmm. My whole platform is to greenline Bronx. I want people to have a high-paying job in the Bronx. I want kids in school to have a high, to have a great education. So we need some need-based programs. And also, people don't know this, your compression dollars are the things that fund your school so mm-hmm. it's no surprise why my district has a 90 percent college dropout rate and a 60 percent high school completion rate is because we have like no tax dollars. 
to pay and fund our school. He just be spitting. It's like it's just like yeah, the sky's blue. Like <laughs> you, you got percentages and numbers. I mean, but that's what I you do. do like though, numbers, I... like num- numbers make sense. Like it's weird. Even elections come down to numbers. Do you believe numbers lie though? Do you believe I numbers don't lie? Not unless someone. But the, can't you with manipulate? The yeah, okay. People can cool manipulate numbers. I can cool with that. But if, some, but cool if someone's that. honest, <laughs> numbers do not lie. They tell the whole truth. Yeah. It's not locking up. Bring it back. So if Congress isn't in your future anymore, what are you going to be doing still to? This is the second time I've been asked this question today. <laughs> I love that it. It, you guys are phrasing in a really nice way. But I can honestly say that I don't know. Like my plan A is to, like my plan B is to make plan A work. Mm-hmm. So I can't see past my primary date, which is June 23rd mm-hmm. as of right now. Um, but no matter what I'm doing, it'll always be for the betterment of my people. It'll be for the betterment of marginal people it'll always be something to help um i would love to be on the inside it'll be a lot easier by winning yeah. but if not i still on the outside building and creating um we have another blm we have another program called rejuvenation which is fighting food injustice because mm-hmm. we have food deserts here you see travel lack of quality that's another program that's kicking just fighting the fight like yeah. yeah that's my plan to continue to fight the good fight yeah. in some way yeah, I don't see you stopping regardless yeah, of that. Yeah. At all. No. I just haven't figured it out. I, right. I have the blinders yeah. on. I can't pass you. I feel like, honestly, if you don't, I, I think either way is going to push you to hit another level. Right. And I think so, too. Forms. And that's just yeah. like, it's like God's plan. And mm-hmm. I know that it's like all God's will. So I just like, uh, it just allows me to do the work. And I know that wherever I fall, where I land, it's going to be super awesome. And it's going to be for his glory and the glory of our people. Excuse me, I'm so yeah. yeah. I'm I'm so I'm Well you're not doing this though. What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? What I'm not yeah, what do you do? I have no fun. I'm about to say you hit the hookah spot with the Dominican and all that. Actually, BLM, we do have Dominican members. Mm-hmm. Do drink hookah. <laughs> 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 so we do with hookah, like around. <laughs> um, but I really don't. I'm going to sound like such a lame. I enjoy working. Like working makes nah, me happy. Nah, see, that I'm I not do. I nah, really it got to be a point in time in life somewhere <laughs> where you just on oh, doing whatever you want to do. Like your birthday. My birthday was had like 10 people. It was like my closest friends. We had like a cake and music and some Jamaican food. And it was cool. And it's so lame because my birthday is actually New Year's Eve. So it should be wild and crazy. But I used to be fun. I used to hang out in the meatpacking and Tribeca. And I'd party in the city like six, five, six days a week. I used to be really fun. Five, six days a week. Yeah, I used to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so it's like, so I have no that desire to like, like, yeah, I did it. Like, I had a lot of fun. Like, now fun for me is just like, it can change. Like, hanging out with my family, like, chilling with my dog. Like, yeah, I He's like a designer mutt. A designer um, he's, mutt. He's a, he's a Yorkie and a mini Doberman pincher. Oh yeah. He just looks like a giant Yorkie. Yeah. He looks like a giant Yorkie. So he just swell. No, he's just tall. Uh-oh. You know, Yorkies are usually really small and mm, yeah. He's kind of lean, like the Doberman, but he just looks—he's just taller than a normal Yorkie. 
Man, I'm trying to smooth this thing on out so we can close it out right, but Coach Savage has one last question. His questions have been really good. This is like Coach Savage, follow me. I need some insight. Don't, don't get no gas. Don't need yeah, don't gas. Sure it's already too small. <laughs> <laughs> he said, How do you feel about the presidential electoral vote? Should it change? Should all states have the same amount? Only because it's clear the popularity vote is trash and doesn't mean much. He Googled it. Um, the Electoral College, <laughs> it, it should be done away with. It's Absolutely. anti-democratic because the people who founded this country didn't think that we were truly smart enough to create our president, to, to select our president. I think we need to do away with the Electoral College and let the popular stand. Like, whoever has the majority of votes, um, that person wins. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Once I like found out that, what, what election was that? One? This past Someone? one? No, I'm talking about before that. Well, like, um, I forgot who it was, and they said they actually won. And I was like, well, what is all this stuff y'all teaching us in school? And the teacher didn't yeah. ask her if he was white. So um, <laughs> I did it. I'm I was sorry. lucky. I went to some black power elementary school. <laughs> all nah. my teachers are like super hotep. Thank nah. you guys for teaching <laughs> little impoverished children in the Bronx. They were dope. Yeah. Nah. Nah. You got anything else? <laughs> uh, nah. Um, I'm sorry. You went out on me. I didn't hear the last question. Oh, nah. He was asking me if I had one. I was trying to think, but nah, I don't I don't have No a, side questions? I'm trying to think of a good sound one. I, 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 I don't really have one. You, I don't know. I'm, nah, I don't. We covered a lot in this hour. We did. We did. We <laughs> it went by did. fast, actually. It I did. Really, like, it did. I it did. You know, that's just how we do here. You know, we make I mean, it feel at home. You know we <laughs> offer you a drink out the refrigerator. I know. need one. I feel like I'm having the What, is your, what you drink? Time. What you drink? <laughs> um, if I was to drink, like back in the day, I totally yeah, like, still love not now. No, 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 not now. Not now. Not now. Not now. Don Julio. Don. The finest of agave. Throw it up. Agave guy. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm down with the agave. So how can sure. we find you? What can we do since we're not local? To how help? can people support your campaign? What's the website? The website is Shabana Newsom for Congress. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's real simple. We're gonna put uh, it on IG, the bio. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and New York, like all my social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and IG are all New York. The full word Bonnie V O N N I. And if you go to, in the election, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, well, yeah, if you go to any of my social media, it's totally going to lead you to the website. So any social media is going to link you to the website. And please support and donate. It's hard out here for grassroots fundraising. So chip in like you guys did for Obama. I'm racing against like career politicians with huge war right. trust. And mm -hmm. we have over 300 donations from small dollar donors. Like I, I totally need the help, guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. So and if you're not local, when? then yeah. June Bye. 23rd. Okay. So if you're not local, y'all hear that. Donate, donate, donate. Anyone donate. can donate. It's a federal race, so we've had donations far out of Hawaii. So I will call you up and ask you for it anywhere you are, any U.S. citizen. Please contribute. I need your help to win this. And we'll we have all it. this. We'll have all this on yep. all the all the all information the in the description. Awesome. Yeah, so make sure everybody gets it. This was fun. Um, yeah, my my interviews are a little more. Stuffy. I knew not to wear the suit jacket. This was oh, fun. Nah, I, nah. I, I took off the suit jacket. So this was yeah. awesome. We don't like we like just having conversations, get you know, get people comfortable and just talk. We yeah, don't really like doing all that extra stuff. So we appreciate for having you. Thank, Thank you, you to send it. Um any Thanks help you need from us you know, to the election, just, just hit it up. You got our contact Definitely. now. Let's so. chat on yeah, let's chat offline. Let's make magic happen. Yeah, have a great one, guys. All right, you too. Hey, real old heads, we'll be back 8 30 live. 
Monday. What's going on, gang? Thanks for watching the show. It's your boy Tiggy Ten Mill here. Hey man, Sham God Scott here, man. Hey, listen, man. Appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate y'all watching. Make sure you hit them buttons. Like, follow, subscribe, comment, all that. Do all that, man. Catch us here live Mondays, 8.30 p.m. Join the conversation.